Good morning and welcome in, everybody. Today we're going to take a look at a passage of Scripture from the book of Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 3 through 10 says, But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be once named among you as becometh saints, neither filthiness nor foolish talking, nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For this you know that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater, hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no man deceive you with vain words. For because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience, being not yet therefore partakers with them. For you were sometimes darkness, but now are you light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord." The Christian life is about undergoing a transformation from the old sinner that we used to be into a saint. In order for that to happen, it's going to require submission and obedience to biblical truth. When we are baptized by complete submersion into the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, all of our past sins can be completely wiped away and our conscience cleansed. This is so that we can start a brand new life. Activities that were once commonplace before your baptism are to be completely done away with. The apostle gives an example of a few things that are not even supposed to be named among those who profess to be a Christian. Fornication is to share sexual activity with somebody whom you are not married to. A married person can commit fornication by willfully having sexual relationships with someone other than their spouse which is also called adultery. When either of these acts are committed, you defile the temple of your body because two people become joined together as one in order to gratify each other's sexual desires. 1 Corinthians six fifteen through 20 says, Know ye not that your bodies are the members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them the members of an harlot? God forbid. What? Know ye not that he which is joined to an harlot is one body. For two, saith he, shall be one flesh. But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. Flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body, but he that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and ye are not your own? For ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Sexuality by itself is not love. It's lasciviousness. The animals do the same thing out in the woods, but they're animals. Man was made in God's image, and one should consider that uh, before you choose to participate in that kind of behavior. Sodom and Gomorrah were destroyed because of it. Some of whom God saved out of Egypt were destroyed because of it. Jude 1 verse 7, Even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication, and going after strange flesh, are set forth for an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. 1 Corinthians 10 verse 8 says, Neither let us commit fornication as some of them committed, and fell in one day three and twenty thousand. Sexual sins such as these are vile and egregious to God. Romans 1, 24 through 27, Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lusts of their own hearts, 
to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause, God gave them up unto vile affections, for even their women to change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another. Men with men working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of the error, uh, their error which was meet. Divine love is about remaining in a committed relationship with the same person for the rest of your life, just as we are to remain in a committed relationship with the Lord Jesus and never depart. The biblical mandates for sexual use is confined to activity between a man and a woman who have tied the knot until death separates them. Now, to instigate and participate in divorce proceedings after being baptized into the faith is absolutely forbidden in the New Testament church. I've said this before, but there are millions of God-fearing Christians who believe the same thing I do. Not only is this activity completely void of charity, but it is one sinful attempt to rip apart what God has brought together. In marriage, your body belongs to your spouse to satisfy their sexual desires, and divorce is a result of complete and willful disobedience to that requirement of God. When a professing Christian gets married, they are given a divine mission by God. They can become a part of the saving process of their own spouse. Divorce is a complete abandonment of that holy duty. Marriage is a relationship that is unlike any others on the earth. You might leave your family. You might leave your relatives. You might leave your parents. You might leave your brothers and your sisters. You might even have to separate from certain people in the church. But the big difference is that you're not married to them. When other relationships in your life come and go, Marriage was created by God as a permanent bond, a daily commitment to remain with each other no matter what circumstances may arise. For those who have been baptized into the Christian life, divorce is wicked and a complete failure of commitment both to God and family. And the blame can be laid at the feet of those who instigated the process. It's forbidden to go to law with others. But a professing Christian will do it to their spouse? What hypocrisy. But getting back to my main focal point here, marriage is provided as a way to avoid fornication. There's no sin in sexuality when it's exercised between a man and a woman, or a married man and his wife, because the bed is undefiled. Hebrews 13.4 says marriage is honorable and all, and the bed undefiled. But whoremongers and adulterers God will judge. 1 Corinthians 7, verse 1 through 2 says, Now concerning the things whereof you wrote unto me, it is good for a man not to touch a woman. Nevertheless, to avoid fornication, let every man have his own wife, and let every woman have her own husband. God wants us to completely abstain from fornication. 1 Thessalonians 4, 1 through 5. Furthermore, then we beseech you, brethren, and exhort you by the Lord Jesus, that as you have received of us how you ought to walk and to please God, so you would abound more and more. For you know what commandments we gave you by the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that you should abstain from fornication. 
that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor, not in the lust of concupiscence, even as the Gentiles, which know not God. Galatians chapter 5, verse 19 says, Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness. Colossians 3, verse 5, Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, and covetousness, which is idolatry. So fornication is not supposed to be named once among the church. And those who choose to live that way will certainly not inherit the kingdom of God. So let's think about those things for right now. We can be found on your web browser by searching TLKJBC, where you can find our diaries distributed through various platforms. We are not associated nor affiliated with any other religious groups. You can get our entire podcast feeds directly along with transcripts at TLKJBC.com. Or I suppose that you'd find us somewhere up here in the great northern Minnesota woods. Peace to you, and Lord willing, we'll talk with you some more tomorrow. Till then, bye-bye, everybody.